0: InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting.
1: Do you have a plan to manage your money? Sadly, few Americans do. Perhaps they think it's too big a hassle. But our next guest says personal finance can be simple and easy. With the story, here's InfoTrack's Roy Mackey. Roy? Thank you, Chris. Our guest is University of Chicago Professor Harold Pollack. He's the co author of The Index Card Why Personal Finance Doesn't Have to Be Complicated. So let's start with the premise of this book and perhaps the story behind it because you say everything you need to know about managing your money could fit on an index card?
0: Certainly the outline, yeah. The card sort of started in a funny way. I was interviewing my co author, Helene Olin, about her previous book. I was interviewing her on my blog. She wrote her book called Pound Foolish, which was really about some of the excesses of the financial industry. And I said during the conversation, isn't the fundamental dilemma facing much of the financial advice industry that the best advice for most people is available for free at the library and that would basically fit on an index card. And then the conversation continued and I started getting emails saying, well, you know, where's the index card? You know, which, of course, I was speaking metaphorically, so I was kind of stuck. But I had put a flag in the ground, so I said, okay, I'll I'll do this. And I I just grabbed one of my daughter's four-by-six cards that she was using in high school, and I just scribbled down in maybe two minutes, nine things, and I took a picture with my iPhone, and I posted it on the web. And it went viral, and it got hundreds of thousands of hits, and it was one of Money Magazine's best new ideas of the year, which I thought was hilarious because all the things are like pay off your credit card. I mean, there's not a whole lot of new idea fundamentally there, but somehow it was very useful to people to have it distilled in that way.
1: I think the initial reaction of at least some people is, well, if personal finance can be that simple, then why are there so many people pitching all sorts of you know, financial services and financial books, people with a lot more experience and education than I could ever
0: have? That's a very good question. I think there's a couple of reasons. I think one is there's certainly a lot of valuable advice that people need. And people do face complicated financial issues in their lives that require good advice and that require some detailed elaboration. But an awful lot of what's being pitched is just not valuable. And it's often quite the opposite. And Unfortunately, the most profitable advice is often not the best advice. And so there's a whole industry of people that want you to go out and buy lots of individual stocks and bonds, trying to time the market. They want you to buy complicated annuities. They want to sell you stuff. And that's where a lot of the cacophony is really coming from. It would be one thing if this stuff was, you know, you didn't really need it, but it was basically fine. But a lot of this stuff is actually toxic to people, or it certainly does much worse than you know simple index funds and things like that. So it's not only that we're being bombarded with lots of frivolous information, but we're really being led to buy financial services and products that are actually harmful.
1: Now, your book expands on basically 10 simple rules that you put on an index card, and we probably don't have time for all 10, but let's just touch on a few. The first is to save 10 to 20 percent of your income, and you also have an additional rule about maxing out your 401k. So, that brings up the question, is that 10 to 20 percent savings goal separate from your retirement savings?
0: I would include your retirement savings in that, but I think that it's really important to save. And to save as much as you can and the four oh one K makes it automatic and many of us get an employer match which is really good. And there's some tax advantages. It's hard for a lot of people. I, my original index card actually said save twenty percent. And I actually saved twenty five percent myself. But you know, not everybody's at a life stage where they can do that. So the important thing is to save as much as you can and as early as you can and to really be methodical about it so that you can start building up both a strategic reserve for your expenses but also for things like your retirement and your kid's college.
1: Our guest on InfoTrack is Professor Harold Pollack from the University of Chicago. He's the co-author of a book called The Index Card, Why Personal Finance, doesn't have to be complicated. Another one of your rules that caught my eye is never buy or sell individual stocks. Now, you mentioned index funds a little bit ago, but you rarely hear that advice, don't buy individual stocks at all.
0: All of the available research suggests that people are just cosmically bad at buying and selling stocks in individual companies. If I sort of say, gee, I'm intrigued by Apple. I think I should go buy some stock. The person across the table from me who's effectively selling me that stock has more information than I do, has better training than I do, and this is their full-time job, and there's every indication that, you know, it's not just the sort of wild day traders who are sitting in their basement, you know, frantically doing stuff, that all of us, we're not particularly good at that, and we shouldn't be spending our time on that. You know, if I'm spending my time trying to figure out if Chrysler's got the next innovative generation of minivans so that I can invest of my 401k, that's time I'm taking away from being good at my day job. It's time that I'm taking away from doing things for my family, and this data suggests that I'm going to make bad choices and do worse than the market average when I do them. One of my favorite studies looked at the performance of stocks that people sold and the stocks that people bought with the money they got from the stocks that they sold. The stocks that they sold outperformed the stocks that they bought.
1: I guess I should not be surprised by that. Here's a rule that many, if not most, investors won't quite understand, and that is make your financial advisor commit to the fiduciary standard. Explain that.
0: I actually believe that financial advisors and other financial professionals can be very helpful. They have a lot of knowledge and experience, but you have to deal with them under the right incentives so that you are the only person paying them for the advice that they're giving you. Otherwise, you're basically in a sales relationship with them. And so the fiduciary standard says that they have to give you advice that is in your financial best interest. And they have to disclose any conflicts of interest they may have. And if they do have a conflict of interest, it has to be resolved in your favor. And let me give you an example of what's going on there. If you walked into a storefront financial professional right now, And you said, you know, I have a rollover investment, say from an old job, or I just want to buy some stocks because, I, you know, I have some money I want to invest. They are typically not bound by this fiduciary standard, but they're bounded by something else called the suitability standard what that means is that I have to offer you an investment that's suitable for your situation, but that may not be the best for your situation. So, you know, suppose that I'm working in one of these firms and there are two investments I could offer you. One is a very sensible index fund that has fees of 0.1% per year. The other one is a very similar index fund where it just has fees that are 10 times as much. I can offer you the one that's 10 times as expensive It's still suitable for you, and I don't have to tell you that this other fund even existed, and I'm still totally within my rights under this suitability standard. And so when you're dealing with a financial professional, you just want to be very straightforward, cordial, and direct, and say, I want to deal with you on a fiduciary basis. There are lots of fee-only fiduciary advisors, and they're the people that you really want to turn to. I often think it's useful to buy like an hour of advice from a financial professional who can really help you in a lot of ways, but who's not selling you stuff.
1: One other final piece of advice we'll touch on is that you say people should do what they can to support the social safety net. Now, I'm assuming that you're not referring to paying taxes, but making charitable contributions, right?
0: Well, both actually. I, I think also things like Social Security and Medicare and Medicaid and the things that are so important within our social insurance system. You know, one of the things that I feel very strongly about, I really got serious about finance because my mother-in-law died suddenly and her son who's intellectually disabled had to move into our home and my wife had to leave the workforce to take care of him. And we would have just been bankrupted if it weren't for the supports that we got, you know, from these social insurance programs. I don't want to be the person who's Sitting here in my University of Chicago office as a tenured professor who's lecturing people who are much less fortunate in life and saying, you know, here's all the things that you need to do to get your act together. When the reality is that I have leaned on these supports and we can protect each other against these risks that would just crush any one of us if we had to face it alone, even if we are saving and investing. You know, in a really smart way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm a pretty good saver and investor, but it's just, I've had to draw on this, and I want to honor that reality by adding that last thing on the card. It's, I've gotten a lot of flack for it, but I'm not taking it off.
1: University of Chicago professor Harold Pollack, the co-author of The Index Card, Why Personal Finance Doesn't Have to be Complicated. Is there a website where people can learn more about all this?
0: If you go to uh, fiduciarystandard.info, you'll actually see there's a little video about the I do share your standard stuff that we were talking about. And if you also just Google Harold Pollack and index card, you'll see way more than you ever wanted to see uh, about this stuff.
1: Well, thank you again for joining us on InfoTrack. Thanks so much. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey.
0: You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know.